And that music behind is the final Jeopardy uh, music. Hey, Chris Creston's here. Chris, Mike Stafford was on Jeopardy once, wasn't he? Yeah, uh, I'm just uh, trying to remember exactly when it was because I know I watched it. It used to be available on YouTube. Our morning show host was yeah. on Jeopardy. And uh, I, I found uh, on the jarchive.com mm-hmm. that it was it aired in 1987 on February second. Wow, and he says it was it was super difficult. Uh, we are joined now by a Toronto teacher who's a music teacher. She's on Jeopardy right now, and uh, she is also the focus of a Toronto Star article. Toronto teacher on Jeopardy winning streak. A Toronto teacher on a three game winning streak on Jeopardy isn't showing any signs of slowing down. I read this this morning. It was published yesterday. Michelle Cabral joins the show. Michelle, I'm sad to say I got the news late. So are you still on a winning streak? No, unfortunately, I, I, my reign was over last night, as of last night. <laughs> okay. Well, how much did you win? Um, 48,693 Americans. Nice. Nicely done. <laughs> I, I have a few questions because, you know, I'm a Jeopardy watcher. I uh, didn't watch it. Uh, I haven't watched it recently just because of the, the work I'm in now. But, you know, it's one of the things we used to do as a family together. We get super competitive. And, you know, every once in a while you'll see people. Uh, try to buzz in, and they look really frustrated because, you know, it's not connecting. How touchy is that buzzer? So um, you have the, the game board with all the clues on it, and on either side of the game board there are lights that the moment that Alex pronounces the last sound of the last syllable in the clue, those lights go on, and that's your signal to start buzzing in. If you are even, a, like, a microsecond, buzzing before those lights come on and they're also like a matching pair of lights on your podium then you get locked out for again like about a fraction of a second and then you can try again so they, they'll say you know just keep even if you get locked out just keep clicking so that your signal gets in as soon as possible but i mean it's all a matter of if the other person gets in before you if they didn't get locked out if no if everyone else is you know hanging back and then you can get in but it, it really is about establishing a timing and a rhythm with you and the light and the buzzer and listening to Alex. So. Wow. I, I love hearing that insider information because that's something we have no idea about when we're watching it. How long did it take from you, uh, you know, applying to be on Jeopardy? Because I know some people have applied in the past that I've known and they did not make it into, uh, you know, the filming and then the airing of the episodes. So I had been taking just you know, just for fun, had been taking the test and registering for it um, for about nine years and uh, had never gotten a call to an audition. But it's one of those things that you sort of do because you really like answering all these questions and you love the show and you, you put it out of your mind after a while. And every year, year and a half, they have these tests. And so I had taken the test, I think it might have been, I want to say May, June, like around that time. And again, so didn't think anything of it. And then in October, got an email, but last October got an email to go to an audition. They were holding auditions in Toronto Mm -hmm. uh, in November. And it was the first time I'd been invited to an audition. Um, And I thought, okay, well, you know, there are people who get invited multiple times and they don't make it. So again, you know, just go in and enjoy the experience. Uh, and it was an amazing experience. I mean, I probably had an experience that was different from a lot of average audition experiences and that Alex Trebek actually showed up. Um, it was the week he was getting his Order of Canada. So he was in the country and surprised us and had a little Q&A for about, I want to say, 20 minutes with just us hopefuls and, and him. Uh, so that was really, really special to pictures of all of us. So that was November. And then Again, they say, oh, it's about a year and a half between now and when we might call you. So, you know, who knows? Again, forget about it. 
Uh, and then in February, I got the call and they asked if I could be in L.A. in a month. So that was March. <laughs> so what is your audition, you know, your acceptance based on with regard to the audition? I mean, did you think, oh, my gosh, what am I going to wear? Or is that not important? Um, I mean, I wanted to look, they say sort of look, you know, smart, casual, no jeans. Uh, so, you know, it's something that I would probably wear to wear to work uh, would be okay. Just it's, you know, presentable. Um, yeah, in terms of the audition requirements, it's crazy because when you take the online test, they don't tell you what your score is. It's out of 50. Mm. And there are rumors that kind of swirl that say, oh, the magic number is that if, you know, you get 35 out of 50 right, you can kind of go back, you know, online and check your answers after the fact and figure out your own score. So I, I more than once I had hit that magic number and beyond. So, mm-hmm. But again, it's no guarantee that you get called for an audition. So it was just kind of go, oh, look at that. Wow, okay, I did pretty well. Um, so this is the first time that I'd gotten called. And it, it, it's, again, you take a written test once you're there, and then you, they sort of play a mock game, and they're videotaping you, and they have a little interview. It's kind of like a screen test to see how you do with the buzzer, see how you are on camera, actually playing a bit of the game. and um, Yeah, so it, <laughs> it, it was... All you can do is just, again, take it one question at a time. That's been my philosophy. We're speaking with Michelle Cabral, who is uh, a music teacher, local music teacher at more than one school in Toronto, and she was on uh, Jeopardy, just completed a three-game winning streak on Jeopardy uh, last night. Michelle, you spoke about Alex Trebek, Alex Trebek walking in and talking to you at the uh, audition. What's it like being on the show? How much interaction do you have with Alex Trebek, and what's he like? Um, he's very, very gracious. I mean, we had a ton of questions, obviously a lot of Canadians at the audition. So, you know, we have an understanding of, of Alex Trebek beyond just being on the show. And he had hosted other great game shows in the States and also here and, you know, his work through World Vision and all that. So we had a ton of questions, uh, about his life and his career that maybe other people who didn't grow up in Canada knew about. So I asked him about reach for the top and I told Mm -hmm. him about how I'm a, I'm a junior trivia team coach at one of my schools. Uh, And, you know, I said, it's very much modeled on what reach for the top is. And he was really fascinated about that because I told him, you know, they're grades four to six. He said, what kind of questions are these kids answering? And I said, it's like curriculum, right? So, you know, math and science and, you know, language and literature and and then some pop culture thrown in there. So yeah, it's still geared towards their age group, but it's, it's tough. Um, but yeah, it's so willing to, it, it, we interacted more with him at the audition and a little bit after the show during when we take breaks and taping, he spends a lot more time with the audience, mm-hmm. but again, the same idea. I mean, What's he doing people, with the audience? Just asking them to ask him questions? Like ask me anything? Yeah, pretty much. And again, it was just a, a you know, a spectrum of different things. Uh, I remember. A What's he like actually, without the answer cards? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, just more, yeah, just more questions about his, uh, you know, if you could pick a favorite contestant, if you could, you know, okay. uh, are you growing the mustache back? Right. Or, you know, stuff like that. Um, I think a, a friend of mine asked what his favorite NHL team was. Uh, so which it happens to be, sorry, Toronto, but it happens to be uh, the Habs. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, just, just lots of different things about hmm. his career, again, that people would want to know. All right. So. Well, let's talk about you. You ran an entire uh, category. What was it, and what does that feel like? Um, so it was celebrity possessive, and that was one of the things. So I had been telling people that, that my goal was never, I'm going to go and I'm going to win. You know, I thought, 
if it happens, that's fine. But my goal was actually just to get to final. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of other things about the experience that I'd seen from watching the show for years. Like, oh, wouldn't that be amazing if that happened? And one of them was running a category. You know, you sweep the whole thing, you answer all the questions, and you get the round of applause at the end. And so Celebrity Possessors was um, basically they give you clues, and the answer is the name of a celebrity, but the first name is made possessive, and then the last name is a noun. So I think one example was like uh, Walk the Line Singer's Currency, so or, or Wallet Content. Mm. And so it was Johnny's cash right so stuff like that right and uh so i get through the category and i I, my brain is just on overdrive going is this actually happening am i actually gonna am i gonna get through all five and i got got to the last question and answered it correctly and heard the applause and that you see me put down my buzzer and then immediately go "Uh, no we're not done we're not (laughs) like there i'm in possession of the board i have to keep going and immediately pick my buzzer back up right you see it happening like i needed a a second to process you wanted a mic drop you're going back to your trailer it's done (laughs) i just put it down and went no 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 (laughs) pick it back up we're wasting time amazing i hear this was the number one thing on your bucket list what's number two um so i had to kind of go down i had to kind of go down the list (laughs) there were um i would say one big thing it'd probably be something travel related i mean a lot of it was Oh, there were certain things that I wanted to do at Disney, but I went with my family last year to Disney, so that I covered that. So I'm like, oh, what's left? And I thought, I've never been to Paris. It'd be really, really, uh, really, really cool to see, you know, all mm-hmm. the landmarks and, you know, to kind of stand under the Eiffel Tower and, and, and go and see, you know, where all the, these great works of art and architecture and history, um, see where all that is. So that's probably a big one up there but well I, you with your winnings what do you got something like forty-three thousand american is that right it's 48 40 well there you go yeah. give or take a, a little uh you know i'm sure you can uh book a trip and you know being a teacher you've got a little bit of significant time in the summertime i got i got some time i'm yeah i'm i'm being very careful with it i know that there are a few things that i i had been meaning so i'm, I'm visiting some friends out west next week and uh i'm going oh i gotta get a new computer <laughs> And then I'm probably going to put like a lot of it and, and just save it because I want to um, possibly like buy buy a place uh, in the future. Uh, but it's definitely something where I'm going. Oh yeah, now you know it's it's time to travel. It's time that's done. Now what what else do I want to go do? Well, it's Michelle, uh, sky's the limit. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Congratulations. Thank you so much for having me. Cheers. Enjoy the rest of your summer. That's Michelle Cabral. She was uh, she's a Toronto music teacher and she was on a three day winning streak on Jeopardy. Pretty cool stuff.